Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 12 of The Batter. I am your host, Katie Cupcake, joined by... Hi guys, uh, this is Bale Twinkie Face, um, back again. Can't get, ri can't get rid of me yet. I don't want to get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nice that you joined because I feel like these are something that you might be interested in. Whereas Mr. who does like, I wouldn't, I'd say like half the episodes with me so far, doesn't have interest in any of the topics oh, or no. hadn't seen any of like the original movies or shows. So, well, I at least was aware of most of these things. So I'm glad I could step in and give him a break on this one. Yeah, he was just like, I don't want, like, I could just bullshit it, but then you'd just be mostly talking still. <laughs> just like, it's fine. Like, and I like having other. Uh, you know, co-hosts, so it worked out. But we have a couple of topics. Most of them are, like, newer movies or shows that are coming out, which I'm either interested in or, like, confused about. The first one is Bird Box Barcelona, which is basically the sequel to Bird Box, and mm -hmm. um, in the trailer they show... Like, the people are aware of of the issue, like, how to avoid, you know, mm -hmm. being taken over by the, th the thing, we'll call it. Yeah. Did you see the original? I did. It's been a little while, but um, it it's definitely falls into, like, horror suspense mm -hmm. um, with, with a pinch of psychological stuff, so it was right up my alley. It reminded me of, what is it called? The Mist by mm -hmm. M. Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. It was like... Similar kind of premises. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see how they make this into a sequel. Obviously, like, the area is going to be different. We're going to be... We're in Barcelona, which is a densely packed city, versus, you know, we're kind of out in the boonies, you know, away from everybody in the original. Yeah, although it looks like by the time that this one is taking place, Barcelona is definitely uh, not so densely packed anymore. <laughs> yeah, they've they've felt the effects. Yeah. So um, basically, it makes your biggest fears like take over. I don't know. The mm -hmm. premise is kind of weird, but in basically, like a don't way, look at it. Right. Don't look and, at it. And then, like, this, <laughs> when the movie came out, people were doing the bird box challenge, <laughs> which resulted in a lot of bad stuff happening, stupid stuff happening. Leave um, it to people to, this is, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, this is why social media has, like, destroyed a lot of things, because why not make a challenge out of, so I watched this YouTuber. Uh, her name is Morgan Adams, and mm -hmm. if you've heard of Shane Dawson, his husband now, Ryan Adams, his sister. Anyways, her and her best friend, Trinity, did the Bird Box Challenge, and they ended up on national news. Now, it, Morgan has, like, a good amount of following on YouTube, but it's YouTube, right? It's, it's niche YouTube. Mm -hmm. She does vlogs, so it's not, like, heavily known content. And she's basically known as, 
like Shane Dawson's sister-in-law. She like I love her. She's super funny and she's super down to earth and everything. But unfortunately, that's like how she's known. But they were doing the bird box challenge, and I don't remember if both of them did or just one of them. But they like fell down the escalator that they were going down, <laughs> and they made national news when they were reporting on like the bird box challenge. Oh my God. And she's like, and now this is how, this is how I've been solidified in society. This is what people are going to know me as. And A, I found it funny because I can't walk normally, neither can she. So I don't know why that was a choice. Like, it was a choice, (laughs) not a good one. And B, like, what did you expect? Like, (laughs) you know. But I'm interested to see, I guess. Natural selection, baby. Some of us don't need to reproduce. Basically. <laughs> I'm I'm curious how they're going to expand on it, though. Because it was very suspenseful, the first movie. And then you found mm-hmm. out, like, what the big bad was, like, at the very end. And mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how Barcelona integrates the first movie, how they expand on it, how they, like, show different, you know maybe different fears for people because it it was mostly similar things in the first movie you didn't have a lot of societal interactions in the first movie too so I think they're bringing that aspect yeah from the trailer it definitely showed that there's going to be some flashbacks of before the incident and then and that's led up to these people that will be following this time and since they'll both be on netflix it'll be a great uh once it comes out it'll be a great opportunity to watch a double feature of the first one and second one back to back yes that is true um because i haven't watched bird box since it came out so you know have like a little movie night with some homies and watch both of them and be like Ugh. <laughs> yeah. That'll be the general consensus. But yeah. let me know what you guys think. Let me know what your feedback is. If you had like saw something maybe we missed in the trailer or anything like that. Because I'm curious. And I will definitely watch it. I have to make Mr. watch the first one because he hasn't seen it. Because he's not a movie person. Well, <sighs> so we fix that. Yeah. Yeah, we we're slowly working on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's such a brat. So the next movie is a Haunted Mansion movie remake, which mm-hmm. I'm one of those people who's like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And the first movie was amazing. But basically, yeah. they're remaking it because they didn't think that the first movie it put enough of the spooky elements into it. And it was more of a comedic take, but then they have Owen Wilson and Danny DeVito on the cast of the remake, and it's like, that's kind of contradictory, and not kind of, it's like, just really contradictory. Yeah, so, I don't know if I've just been, like, living under a rock or whatever, (laughs) but I didn't realize they were remaking this movie until, like recently um uh, when i went to comic-con um there were like signs and stuff up for this one uh for the new one and i was like that's weird why are they remaking (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) um but i mean it's another star-studded cast 
I'm sure yeah. it's going to be good. I'm still going to see it. I'm still going to watch it. Um, the like haunted house horror trope has been done so many ways, and I'm sure they're going to have their own spin on it. On it, even though even if it follows the main story from like the original one, and then the haunted mansion ride was always like one of my favorites at That's a good one. Disney. So like, heck, why not? I'd rather them. I'd rather them do a live-action remake of a live-action remake than them keep doing live-action remakes of, of uh, animated, animated films because yeah. uh, it, it's just I feel like it's just going to work better this way. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not opposed to the movie. It's just it's just it was just a hot take for them to be like the first one was too comedy centralized, but then you have like mm-hmm. two comedians as like your star stars on the show it just seemed like a weird thing to say like do you not realize who Danny DeVito and Owen Wilson are like wow yeah (laughs) Owen Wilson I have seen in more serious yeah like roles and everything and I know that he I remember like he the hearing about several years ago that he's he struggled with a lot of like um like mental disorder not mental disorders but some some different some problems and everything so it'll it'll i think i trust them i trust them to have a good cast until we decide that maybe it was a flop (laughs) yeah i'm definitely gonna see it i definitely want to like get a feel for the remake versus the original so it'll be like another double feature moment where i watch the original because i haven't seen that in oh lord a long time yeah, my plan. I'm sure it's when, available on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, we went to we went down to Florida, and I think it was 2018. It was January of 2018, and we did Universal, and we did a day at Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. and we did Universal two days because it's awesome, and it was my first mm-hmm. time going. But Universal's the best park in in Disney mm-hmm. or in in Orlando. Yes. Yes, especially because of all the Harry Potter rides. But I digress because I will just go off on a tangent on that. <laughs> um, the Haunted Mansion set is really well done. Uh, and it's it's hit or miss, I, think, I feel like, for some Disney rides. Like, they all have, like, stuff while you're going through the lines. And obviously the lines are always forever long. But mm-hmm. the Haunted Mansion's... And I don't know if it's different at Disneyland than it is at Disney World, but there's like a little gravesite and little gravestones, and they have like little tidbits of information of the characters and like the story and the universe. And I like... I've only ever been to the Disney World one, so okay. So I don't know if you were paying attention or if you were like I was munching in line, so I wasn't fully paying attention. <laughs> I think I had one of those Mickey Mouse ice creams or the Dole Whip, yep. something. I don't know. I wasn't a fan of the dole, whatever it was, to me. But yeah, it's it, it should be good. Uh, I haven't. I, I need to watch the original because I only saw it once, so I don't have like a firm stance on it. Like I'm not like, oh my god, they're redoing this movie. It was mostly just the you know we wanted it to be spookier, not comedy, and then the cast but like obviously both of those people who are known as for their comedic roles are also known for serious roles so 
there is the possibility that it will be more jump scary or sp- spooky because it's still a Disney movie, so it's not going to be like. Yeah. I've seen the original one, I don't know how many times, because it would always play during Disney Channel's 13 Days of Halloween series back in the day, and I was very much a Disney Channel girly. I watched them, but I only watched the movies that I like. Okay, Halloween Town is on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hocus Pocus is on. I would watch, like, it's just like when Freeform, which was, what? ABC mm-hmm. Family or something before that. I don't even know. Um, the yeah. 25 Days of Christmas. I would just watch the movies that interested me and I didn't like branch out. Which, funny enough, I, I am a movie person, but I'm not. Like, I'm a very sheltered movie experience. So, <laughs> so there's a lot of things that I've watched in my adulthood that I haven't seen ever. Like, I watched, all, like, Halloween and all the scary movies when I started playing Dead by Daylight, I was like, well, I haven't seen these movies. So I started watching them and I'm like, all right, most of them are stupid. Hellraiser was like, all right, this is just like a BDSM, like kink movie. What is this? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. The next one is The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. And I love Norman Reedus. I'm a Mm -hmm. big fan. I think there's a lot of people who are a big fan of his. Uh, Boondock Saints, like that was my integration to him, and then he's been in multiple things. I, so I'm interested to watch the show, but I I haven't watched. Oh gosh, I haven't watched a couple of seasons of The Walking Dead, so I'm behind. Yeah, I don't like. I cannot tell you anyone that I know of personally that is caught up on The Walking Dead. Like, I feel like it has literally been going on since I was a child. And Mm -hmm. I know it was more like a teenager, but still. And I feel like most people, they're like, oh yeah, we watched the, like, I watched the first three seasons. Mm -hmm. I think most people fall into that category of like, oh, I watched like the first three seasons. I watched the first four seasons. I watched the first two or like, but I don't, I haven't watched it anymore. And like, so it's a little bit hard for me to comment on like the newer stuff, but it just feels like they might be kind of hemorrhaging for content at this point. Mm. And they're like, okay, we, we want, we still want to be able to put the Walking Dead brand on stuff. Okay, who was everyone's favorite character? Daryl. Okay, let's give him a show. Well, I mean, it's it's a twofer. Like, everyone loved Daryl Dixon's character. He didn't exist in the graphic novels. Mm-hmm. That is my other problem. The Walking Dead TV series was a lot slower in the happenings than what actually happened in the graphic novel. I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. things because people still have things to catch up on. But, like, the first graphic novel, a lot of shit happens and it takes, like, seasons for the show to catch up to it. And obviously, it's the same with books. Things have to move faster, but it was really staggeringly slow. And that deterred me for a while. Yeah. Which is funny because then when you think about the the TV adaptation of um, The Last of Us... Um, 
again, trying not to do spoilers or anything, I felt like the show moved a lot faster than the game did because you needed, like, like if you think about it, if you're playing a video game and you're having to endlessly fight off hordes of zombies to get through things, like, it continues to be entertaining because you're the one who's actually doing it and doing the button inputs but nobody wants to sit there and watch hours upon hours of like an actor fighting off the same like three types of zombies over and over again yeah and you're not wrong i haven't played the last of us or watched the show so i'm lost it to like the intricacies of it but i was talking about it with mister and basically he said it had to be that fast because like you can only do the same thing over and over again and that's why they were more character driven in the show than the series was oh for sure and walking dead had its flashbacks and stuff which kept it kept it alive it you know flashback to before and the after and you know moments in between where it wasn't like we didn't watch it live it was okay the memory and stuff like that but I watched up until basically the end. I'll just say like a, a broad premise. Basically, when we got to Alexandria after the prison happenings, and once we met Ezekiel, and that's like for the people who have you know watched the show and are up to to you know at least that part or further, they'll know. I stopped watching. I stopped. Uh, there was a main character that died that doesn't die in the graphic novel that started to set me off from not being interested in much because like it was like every Sunday I set a reminder I stayed up late because I was working early and I watched it I watched the talking dead which was the show afterwards to talk about like the show and where we think it's gonna go and was just like I loved every aspect of it I watched fear of the walking dead wasn't as much of a fan I did like that it was like you were experiencing the outbreak from the beginning and not just like Rick waking up and the world has gone to shit. It was like people actually like, okay, this person is being weird and this person is trying to eat me. What is going on? Like bath salts, like that type of thing. Whereas like when Rick wakes up, like half the world's already gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm in... I, I guess my problem with the show, and it's not so much of an issue because I'm sure they'll figure it out, was like, where are they going to go with Daryl? Because he, mm-hmm. he was a favorite character, but he was kind of like a loner. He was an outcast. He didn't quite fit in with everybody because of the way that he was you know, brought up and everything was just different. And it's just like, I obviously don't know how the show ended, the original, so mm-hmm. that might have they might like be able to tie in loose ends from there and you know integrate it into the show but I do agree that it just kind of feels like oh Norman Reedus everyone loves Norman Reedus let's slap him on as a face of this tv show and see what we can get out of it yeah and like I'm not saying it's a bad business practice practice because obviously it's working for them it's a kind of a similar thing as to what um Game of Thrones did with House of the Dragon like it's all about trying to squeeze the last bit of uh, content from things as you can. <laughs> so, I watched all of Game of Thrones and I read a, 
a couple of the books. I'm not, it's one of the first series that I didn't read before I watched on TV mm-hmm. or in a movie. Did you watch House of Dragons? Uh, yeah, I've, I've watched everything, but I haven't read any of the books. No, that's fine. My, my curiosity lies in, is, because I've heard great things about House of Dragons, that it's a standalone show and everything like that. What is your take on it? Because I haven't watched any of it. I want to, but I don't have HBO, so it's like a whole thing. (laughs) I actually just got rid of HBO, so I understand entirely. Um, so, you definitely... So House of the, of the Dragon takes place like several hundred years before the events of um, the Game of Thrones series. Right. Um, and it is really diving more into like the history of the Targaryens. Okay. Um, how the Mad King went mad and how the dragon Well, even died. before even before that at least this the season that we already had it was it's before all of that and kind of like i I, i'm assuming like second um this the second season which i'm pretty sure they're getting um we'll start to get more into that but um it's good you definitely don't need to have watched game of thrones to enjoy house of the dragon just um just be aware that it's the some of the shock value things of of game of thrones are are very much alive and well in <laughs> in house of the dragon with gore and and like uh, and, and and yeah <laughs> and other topics the R like that word that ends with e yeah yeah okay. so it's just um don't go into it lightly if you're not ready but it's it, but it is definitely cool to see more dragons yeah i i like that aspect honestly i loved game of thrones up until the last season like everybody else and it wasn't the mm-hmm. last season could have been fine it, it like i wasn't mad the way that it ended it was how fast they rushed through it because yeah. everything else took forever, and then it was just like, boom, boom, like, ping, bang, boom, like, everything happened, and it's just like, oh, we're giving you slightly longer episodes, but, like, not really, not enough to justify that shit show of a last season. Refund, yeah. redo, please and thank you. <laughs> uh, I, there's, I've had my dream way of how I would have ended, or, like, how I would have, like, paced the, the last season and also I would have like changed a lot of things where the final battle would have been the White Walkers coming to um like the wall uh coming no 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 would have been um oh shoot I it's been a while since I watched it but what's the the the, it would have they would have taken over the House of Stark oh okay like they would have won that battle and then gone all the way down to um, where the queen was and everything, like where the final battle did happen, I wanted the live people to have to put aside their differences and team up to take out the White Walkers. 
Oh, I see what you're saying. As the final, final battle. Separately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the interesting thing about that is that George R.R. Martin had a hand in the entire show series. Oh, yeah. And he made sure that the show series, or so he says, we haven't gotten the book, at least I don't think we have. Um, He said the more we ask for the last book, like, he's not going to do it. But, you know, I think it's been written closed up shop and he's just like gonna die before he lets it publish you know type of thing but he made sure that the show ended differently than how he envisioned his book series to end which gives me hmm. hope <laughs> I wonder I've, I've also always wondered if like he was kind of using the the show was like a test run ending for something that he was contemplating and then once it was received poorly that he's like backtracking now there's a possibility i mean with him you don't know because he is the king of petty when it comes to that stuff like the more you ask the less he says which is fine (laughs) it's you know his choice it's his money it's his world that he created but yeah i'm definitely in that oh did you know what you were doing like was this all a setup or what (laughs) um what is next okay so there's a (laughs) new super mario game coming out it was talked about at e3 so we're a little bit behind which i should give a a little bit of a feedback on because like i didn't say that i think i said in the last episode but in case you didn't listen to last episode because you were more interested in this one or missed it whatever basically when i was visiting mister it was too hot to record and so these things might be a little bit like dated like a month or less than a month but you know e3 in nintendo's direct whatever you want to call it they announced a new mario game which was super cool it's a, it's completely 2d it's you know a new a new game in the series Man, I'm disappointed. <laughs> really? I, I'm excited for the new game and I'll play it, but man, did I want a Super Odyssey too. I really enjoyed Odyssey and I was really hoping that Odyssey 2 would have been what they released. Well, like it's still a possibility. It's, it's not off the table. Yeah. They might just be wanting to add more to their IP of just, like, we know you guys liked Odyssey, but here's another one that we, like, already had in the works before we realized Odyssey was going to do so well. Yeah, that and is a I, I, I feel like we're getting a lot, a lot of games this year. Um a lot of like big name games this year have already come out or are in the process of coming out um and i feel like we are getting the it's getting a little bit oversaturated but i think it's this is part of like the catch-up from covid like a yeah. lot of games got pushed back and a lot of like uh gaming like i don't know you think of coding like i bet all of those people can work from home but it's still going to impact it yeah i mean I do coding like that's what I got my master's in and when you're working on a project with people like yeah you can do it at home but 
it's just a lot easier when you're able to face-to-face -face somebody and see what the problem is and then collab in sync looking at like one screen or whatever or this person looks at it from this point of view and you know it's hard to describe coding but like I think I've talked about it before but like one stupid curly brace can throw off like it break an entire game and I don't mm -hmm. I obviously don't know how like um Nintendo codes their games. I never really looked at source code for games from Nintendo, but I assume that it's in the same realm of, you know, understandability that, you know, something's not working for whatever reason, you know, let's figure it out. Because, and that's the other thing, I think we have a lot of trust issues when it comes with gaming companies because they keep telling us games are going to come out and then they keep pushing it and it's just like, okay, we'll just like, don't keep getting our hopes up because then for me that drives the excitement down like eventually it's like one pushback is okay but if you're doing years and years of okay we're not quite ready okay we're not quite ready then just say you're that and then give us an update when you have one bring out a new mm -hmm. trailer or whatever depending on the situation and let us know yeah i am ex it is I'm excited and it is interesting that it's a completely 2D mm -hmm. game. It's been a long time since that has happened for it to be solely 2D. Yeah. So that'll, like I've said before, we're in the nostalgia era and that's definitely nostalgic because that's how the games used to be until we got into fancy things. And to bring it back, it's kind of solidifying my like love for games again and to rediscover that aspect of gaming that kind of died off for a long time. Have you played yeah. any of the Mario games? Because I know you got into gaming and, and streaming and stuff during like COVID for the most part. Yeah. Um, so like I remember I like I remember Mario just always being a thing. Like right. it, like all the way back to like I'm pretty sure my aunt had like a Nintendo 64 in her basement that sometimes I would play with my cousins when I would go there like during like um family holiday gatherings and stuff right. and like some of the old like the like the original 2D platformers were on the 64 uh for Mario so like mm -hmm. I remember seeing it and it being a thing pretty much my entire life. And then I saw the movie um, a couple months ago, and I, I, I mean, I've played um, Mario Kart. That was probably one of the few, like, video games that I've played many times, and even before I really got into gaming, that it was always at people's houses, and Mario Kart was just always a, a good game. Yeah, I mean, did you ever play Mario Party? Yes, that one too. Okay. Mario Party usually took a, a little bit more concentration. Mario Kart was more of a, it was an easier, like, pick up and go. Interesting. I feel the opposite. Really? For me. For me, anyways, yeah. It was more like, I can just, like, zone out and race my car, but, and I have to concentrate. I'm, I don't know. It depends. Like, I guess it was map-oriented for me. Like, okay, this map has a lot of, like, places I can just yeet off into the ether and just completely do bad. But Mario Party is just like, I love the mini games. 
I usually won, yeah. but that didn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just enjoyed playing the game. So when I played Mario, Mario Party, Party felt more like a, a a video game version of a board game. Yes, that's exactly what it originated from. So the original came out on Nintendo sixty four, and I love it. <laughs> so if you have a Switch and you have Nintendo Switch Online and you buy like the extra add on or whatever, um, on the Nintendo catalog they have Mario Party 1 and 2 and when I was visiting Zach we played a bunch me him and his sister played uh and it, it's, it's just so much fun it's so fun to go back and then we play the newer versions and I remember like playing 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 like because it was a game that like was fun with your friends but like if you you know it was a whatever a day, off day because I grew up, like, you were outside until the streetlights came on, and then you were home until dinner, and then if it was summertime, you could go back out, but if not, you were in once dinner happened. And so I played a lot of video games, and I read a lot of books, and it was something that I could play by myself or kick my sister's ass in, because she's a sore loser. So I was trying to make sure that I beat her. But I remember when we got to the point where the Mario Party games started introducing, like, you could just do the mini games. I loved that because then I could just like play all my favorite games. I wouldn't have to wait for the RNG to land on them if it even prompted in the game. And uh, I love Mario Party. I love Mario games. Oh, bless you. He, he's not a fan that I'm still at my computer. Hi, Bugs. <laughs> he wants he wants Auntie Snuggies. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'll be done in a little bit. I know. I know. I know. He's trying to crawl on my lap. Like, no, because you freak out. There, I, I guess there wasn't a Mario game that fell flat for me, if I mm-hmm. think about it. Like, there were ones that I were, was more excited about. Paper Mario is my jam, outside of, like, Mario Party. Like, I mm-hmm. played all the original platformers, but Paper Mario, I just loved every aspect of it. And... I want another one. What's of those. the one? What's the one where you could turn into a cat? Three Mario part or Mario three D World or yeah, something like Super that. Yeah, Super Mario three D World. <sighs> the Tanuka. I always thought that was so cute. It is. And speaking of the movie, I think they did such a. I don't. I get that the cast was making the movie get a lot of flack because mm-hmm. I don't think it was like the Super Mario Brothers movie that was the issue. It was just like, oh, that person's gonna play that character. I don't get it. You know? Yeah. I loved that movie. I thought loved it was pretty it. good. It yeah. it integrated like all of the what is the word I'm looking for? Main aspects of the Mario games because you had Rainbow Road for like the Donkey Kong when you're escaping, and you have like deep mm-hmm. platformers and Mushroom Kingdom. And I like that they gave Peach a different background. Like she was a badass bitch who didn't need no man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was just like bringing him along for the ride. And I think that's super important to have because she was just always a hope helpless maiden and stuff and jack black being bowser was amazing oh yeah i watched that when i was visiting mr two because his sister wanted to watch it because jack black is like she loves jack black (laughs) (laughs) and so she's she's calling bowser dad (laughs) that's fair (laughs) 
<laughs> I love her. I love my sister a lot of She's amazing. Uh, and she likes me more than Mr. So that's kind of funny. He's just like, <laughs> you got a snap from her? I didn't get a snap from her. I'm like, she likes me more. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, you know. fight. Yes. Yes. I am a brat. I am... I am a chaos goblin. What can I say? <laughs> but I, I really love everything. And it's been, what did I write here in my notes? It's been 11 years since a 2D game for Mario has been released. That's a long time. Yeah, there's a bit of a caveat there where um, uh, Super Mario Maker is yes. technically a 2D, 2D game and it came out. Um, but that one, like, it's not like the regular platforming Mario games where, like, you're following a story and following pre-made maps and everything like that one. It really focuses on your own level building. Which is cool. I like that they, in, like, made that as a game because, you know, and then people were coming up with, like, crazy levels and I'm just like, this is crazy. I don't know. Everyone's so creative. Yeah, it was it was an era, and then they made the second one, and then they had other things that came out like like that for other games. But yeah, but for like a traditional platformer Mario game, where it wasn't like you had a hand in building it, it's been eleven years, which is a really long time. A lot has happened in the gaming industry and like graphics industry for oh, yeah. things. I'm I'm doing a podcast. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you for the kiss. It's very cute. <laughs> um, so, like, I'm 33. 11 years ago, I was in my early 20s. Like, that's a lot has happened. <laughs> <laughs> like when I, when you put it in perspective like that. Um, so I'm I'm super curious to see how it ends. I'm not picking you up because you're going to fly off. Of, all right, come on. Yeah, see, you don't <laughs> want to be in my lap. You're such a brat. I'm not taking you out. No. Stop parring at me. But, yeah, I'm definitely going to play it. Um, and, yeah, I don't think... I think a lot of people were surprised by the announcement of it, too. Not because of, like, we wanted a sequel to Odyssey. It was just like, oh... A completely 2D game? Oh. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're kind of thinking they were going to stay in the 3D realm. Especially after just coming out with a 3D movie. <laughs> right. Right. So the It's last... funny though because like I've never been a fan or been super uh, prolific or whatever the word is in uh platformers like that's just not my genre of game they frustrate me um and I, that f like accomplishing or beating a, a particularly difficult level does not give me the sense of like accomplishment like it does people who really enjoy platformers um like i absolutely adore and love the art style of hollow knight but i hate playing that game I would agree. I played Hollow Knight. I found it to be very difficult. I stopped playing it and then I was talking about it. I like read it into somebody's stream and someone 
was like a big Hollow Knight fan and we were like, you know, oh, they asked me what I was streaming and like we had a conversation as you like do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. It's super frustrating. I got stuck on this one plot, blah, blah, blah. And like somebody in their chat was like giving me shit. They're like, how do you find that game so difficult? Blah, blah, blah. And it, A, it was a complete turnoff because you're rating yeah. it to somebody else's community and their community is, I don't want to say giving you hate, but like, te- like teasing you relentlessly because you didn't get their game that they found so sacred. And it, it was just like, not every game is for every person. Yeah. That's why we have all the genres that we do. Exactly. <laughs> so, the Hollow, Hollow Knight graphics are so cute and so good. Then you play the game and you're like, oh, this sucks. This is yeah. hard. Like, where am I supposed to go? Like, I don't want something to hold my hand and to give me every step, but give me some fucking clue as to what I need to do, man. <laughs> yeah, I I did. I was, like, so excited to try out that game because I loved the art and the character design of it for years. And then I finally, like, played it myself, and I'm like, this sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which sucks because it's probably a great game. Yeah, it just wasn't for me. I'll just continue to love the art from afar. Yeah, I was always meaning to find somebody that I enjoyed watching to maybe like watch them play it because there are there are people who I watch who play games that I have no interest in playing myself. Yeah. For whatever reason, but I like watching them play it. Yeah, and it's and I'm not trying to like bash on like platformers or bash on the game like. It really, I know that it's kind of been a trend, especially for AAA games, to try and put everything into games possible so that, like, there's, like, something for everyone in your game. But, like, it's okay to have a game that not everyone likes. Like, that's, that's, that's okay. Like, not everyone is going to enjoy every game out there. Right, and that's like, ugh a hot take that they're taking, right? It's like, well, if not every person finds some meaning in it, then it's shit. It's like, d- like maybe you didn't do art classes or you didn't pay attention, but like anytime you did something, you got critiqued. This person loved it. This person didn't get it. Like, that mm-hmm. is just the world we live in. Everybody has their own opinions. Everything is formed from how they're brought up and how they see things. Like, we all have our own different views and some of them can be similar. But this is why we have different games. This is why we have different content creators and different people bringing different things to the table. Yeah. I don't know. That was like a little bit of a tangent. But as you guys (laughs) are used to, there is at least one topic that we always go on a tangent off on on this podcast. I don't know why. I don't know if it's ADHD. I don't know if it's... A deep-seated rage. <laughs> Maybe it's both. <laughs> but bringing it back to Mario, I will play this game. I've played every single Mario game. I am still disappointed that we don't have Odyssey 2 on the horizon. But I get why we don't. Like Bales mentioned, we were in like we were in a recession of games, and now we're kind of playing catch up. We're still playing catch up. We're still so behind. Like, but there's 
always time for things to be developed and I'm excited to see, you know, what this game is all about and what new thing it brings to the Mario franchise in a whole. Yeah. Or as a whole. Whatever. I look forward to watching you stream it, hopefully. Yes, I shall. Because <laughs> <laughs> I now have a PC, so I can just plop my Switch over to it, plug it in, and don't have to have like a gazillion cords hanging in different directions and trip over them when I'm trying to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Love that for you. Yes, that's, that's quite the upgrade. <laughs> Our last topic of the evening is a very different like from everything else it's about a new it's so clickbaity i'm sorry it, but it the was. title is so clickbaity it was but it's still interesting so a new sea sponge species was discovered and it's like the most convoluted way that they discovered this quote unquote new species of sea sponge like, they were like, oh, we went down in this cave and we came up, or sorry, we went down in the water and we came up in this cave and, oh, look, a new, new sea sponge. It's just like, that just sounds sketch. Mm-hmm. But it's but super cool title, looking. <laughs> the title of this... Read us the title of the article. Yeah, the title of this article is Massive Creature <laughs> Found Lurking in Underwater Tunnel and Discovered as New Species. Yeah. And I'm sorry... But, like, when I read that, that evokes a symbol, or, like, that evokes a imagery of, like, a big-ass fish. Or, like, or like a big-ass shark. <laughs> Megalodon or, is actually still alive. Yeah, like, some kind of, like, vertebra creature. <laughs> I just got it. Not a sea sponge. So, I was thinking squid in my head, and you said vertebra, and I just imagined a squid with a vertebra, and... <laughs> It's not a look. <laughs> no. Uh, I tried. Imagine the top of its head had it was like its spine. <laughs> Ew. Uh, that's what I no, thought. Thank you. But yeah, I was kind of excited when I like. Obviously, it got me. Like I fell for the clickbait. Right. It's still mm-hmm. interesting. But they definitely were just like, okay, we need. A bunch of clicks today. Oh, we can pull this random topic and uh, massive. Like, it's a sea sponge. They're not massive. Yeah. They're not gonna hurt you. <laughs> There's, in fact, nothing harmful about sea sponges. <laughs> so, it was a bit of a letdown. I was hoping for some, like, weird fish to be found. Like, not even, like, a megalodon as cool as that would be and as freaky and scary as that would be i was just hoping it'd be like some weird fish that was like a crossbreed of this fish and this fish and somehow they procreated and made this weird fucking fish but now it's a sea sponge (laughs) yeah it was a bit of a letdown it is what it is though i mean it's still interesting like there that there's still so much about the earth that we don't understand or haven't been able to explore you know the deep trenches that we aren't able to see in like what really lurks down there is it just like heaps mm-hmm. of trash at this point just like ships you know like 
what is down there? And that's probably <laughs> never going to happen or like at least not in our lifetime for us to see. But I still like that there are aspects of this planet that we live on that we don't like that are that is unknown to us. Even if it's just a sponge that was newly discovered. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's I think they like to say that like underwater or especially like deep water is still is like one of the only places left to yeah. still discover it's stuff. Like Mariana's trench and places like that where it goes mm-hmm. so many meters down below the surface that we just don't have equipment that can survive down there, let alone record. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a scary thought too, right? Like there are things living down there, but we can't physically be down there. Yeah. And it's probably just some weird-ass fish. You know what I mean? Like, nothing yeah, scary. It's just a fish vibing down there. Just some, like, ancient-ass fish that it's just like, yo, homie, what's up? <laughs> like, why are you down here? You don't belong here. What's stopping? You know, she doesn't even go here. Oh, my God. Sorry. It's about that time of night where my ADHD goes, wing goes burr but my brain always goes burr you know this by now (laughs) i'm lucky if i can string along like string along i can't even talk i can string a sentence together 99 percent of the time you're the attempt is being made that's that's all we can i'm attempting to be human does it always work no am i always a chaos goblin yeah yes i am (laughs) and that's just I've just grown to accept that part of me. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that was it. Well, thank you so much for having me again. It was been, it's been my pleasure. I, I appreciate you joining me and giving me some actual, like, you know, talking points to bounce off of. Um, Cause <laughs> I'm pretty sure like a, this show would have been done like 15 minutes if I had another co-host who will not be named. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's nothing against him. It's just, he had no idea and he, and everybody brings a different aspect to the table. And that's why I like having different co-hosts. I always played with the idea of having a permanent co-host, but I think that having a revolving door of co-hosts makes for interesting conversation because everybody has a different aspect. I think at some point I would like to have like a bunch of us together. Like you, <laughs> me, Toki, Mr. We can do a, a year end review. Yeah, yeah. I'm also so I will kind of hint at this. I have been working with one of my favorite Minecraft streamers who creates their own music to have like a special episode of the podcast we're kind of trying to figure out if our schedules can mesh for for an episode together because they're totally interested in being on it but that's something Mm -hmm. to look forward to um he's a super awesome guy and i will be really really excited if we're able to pull our schedules together because he's like a twitch partner and he obviously creates music and you know has has kids and has a life and does a bunch of things like outside of streaming and content creation 
but yeah. uh, I brought the topic up. They were totally interested in it, so be on the lookout for a special episode of the podcast in the near future. Hopefully, fingers crossed, send your good vibes and well wishes and, you know, that things work out because you guys will really, really enjoy it. But yeah, I think that's all we had to talk about this evening. I was going to say this night. Like, who am I? (laughs) (sighs) My brain. And thank you for Bales for joining us. It was lovely having you. And the topics were fun. And we'll have to plan to have a movie night to watch the Bird Box movies. I'm down. And rip it to shreds because... (laughs) why not Mm -hmm. and yeah I will catch you guys on the next one I will link Bales is do you just want your like stream information down below Twitter what would you like Um, probably just Twitch Twitch is fine I mean you can follow me on Twitter too but it's it's I just kind of oh excuse me we need to call it X now (laughs) no thank you so weird i think we talked about it in the last week's episode i don't even know anymore it's just it it's weird uh so small slight dis what are we talking about sidestep elon offered yesterday to if you got into trouble with work or got let go from your job because of things that you posted on twitter or sorry x known used to be known as twitter they offered to pay like your legal fees to for that which is weird (laughs) like Mm -hmm. where did that come from like all of a sudden because he's owned x for a while now but yeah if you got into trouble with work and you know it's because of his website then i guess you can look into that because free free lawyer but yeah anyways that's gonna do it for us thank you all for listening thank you for sharing and thank you for hopefully participating in our questions because i'm curious at least with like the movies and tv shows going on what is what is your feedback on that what is your take in the meantime i'll catch you guys on the next one thank you and thank you again to bills and good night Mwah.